Yeah, no, no, you shouldn't have. No, you shouldn't have any problems. You, you, you know how this works. I mean, you've listened to the show enough, right? I, I, I resist the temptation just to forward, fast forward to the song. No. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, let's get this underway. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of MWMB. We are switching it up again a little bit this week. In the studio with me is none other than our resident songster, Cabbage Patch Jeff, who also, of course, for those of you who listen to this show, is my dad. Um, He's sitting in for us this week because Jim has run away to Philadelphia to celebrate his birthday. (laughs) Do you know how long it takes to run a bass boat from Central Florida all the way to Minnesota? Oh, my God, I'm tired. Yeah, no, I really do appreciate the sacrifice that you have made (laughs) by bringing the boat all the way up here to our Minnesota studios to cut the show this week. But, you know, this is the price we all have to pay for fame, so... Fame? Does fame coming? Yeah, yeah fame. Your money? Fame? And? No, no, wait, wait, wait. I, fame. Fame. I didn't say anything about money. There's no money. Yeah, but, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's kick this show into high gear. Maestro, if you please... Ladies and gentlemen, this is MWMB, middle-aged white men complaining about everything. Yes, indeed. (laughs) That that is us. Uh, Coming to you nominally from the center left, but mostly just outraged these days, I'm Alex Jeffries. And sitting in for my friend, cohort, and partner in crime, known to us here as James Martell or Jim. I have my dear old dad and our resident songster, Cabbage Patch Jeff, who's joining us for the show today. Jeff, welcome aboard. Thanks for filling in again on short notice. Good evening to the millions of you listening. We appreciate every one of you. Yes, we do. Every single one of you. And when we say millions of you listening, I think we're mostly talking about microbes on the earpiece of the iPhone. But anyway, we do appreciate the fact that you're That's here. told me. Yeah. Hey, wait. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't get the memo. <laughs> Well, it sure is quiet around here this week with Jim away in Pennsylvania uh, with his family. I didn't know if we'd have a show at all this week, so I actually gave Jennifer Sargent and the newsroom the the week off before I knew you could fill in. But I'm awfully glad you're here, and uh, I guess between you and me, we'll do the best we can, huh, Pop? It's really nice to be here. It's a pretty day down here. I hope everybody else is doing well. Yeah, I don't like you at all. It's a miserable day here in the upper Midwest. Um, not as bad as the weather in Texas, though, huh? Man, can you believe that? Vicki, you know, she has an aunt that lives in Austin, and she called her to make sure she'd be okay because it had flooded there before. Mm-hmm. And her aunt said when she looked out the window, she said it wasn't rain. It was just water. Wow. It's just water. Wow. Yeah, the deluge down there has been unbelievable. The footage has been unbelievable. And it's really hard, too, because on the one hand, there has been so much tragedy down there in recent days. You don't want to pile on. But on the other hand, God darn it, these are the people from the state who just a few short years ago were complaining that they didn't want to give any of their money to New Jersey in federal aid for Hurricane Sandy. Exactly. Well, two weeks ago, they were deathly afraid of Black Hawk helicopters swooping down to take over. And now they're 
desperately calling for Blackhawk helicopters to come and take over. Exactly. Last week they were afraid that FEMA was going to take over all the deserted Walmart stores. <laughs> and and this week they're like, hey, you know, we could put FEMA in some of them Walmart stores. No, no, you don't think it'll be too long before somebody takes this and runs with it and, and brings up the Obama seat of the clouds. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's the only explanation. Oh, this is the end of the yes. drought. Oh, hells yes. You, you Well, you know that every time those passenger jets fly overhead and they're spewing all of that exhaust, you know that those that exhaust is laced with chemicals that are either designed to brainwash us so that we can let in the devil-worshipping devil red Chinese or, in this case, it causes massive rains, which will drown out the loyal Republican states in the country. I mean, totally. That is totally what this is all about. Of course Obama made it rain. It's as plain as the John Deere cap on your head. Well, you know, I have a certain proclivity towards uh, conspiracies. <laughs> yes, you have, more, you have more patience with that shit than I do. But, <laughs> but, but at the same time, with these people, I have to go, now, you know, I've always lived near Air Force bases, you know, and from the 19, early 1950s on. And now, contrails then were not commonplace, but you saw them. Exactly. Well, now, about how many more planes are in the air, for crying out loud? Oh, for Or maybe, maybe just those first few contrails was, was what started it all. Oh, they Who were knows? just experimenting back then, but now they've got the mind-controlled drugs out, and they're turning us all into gay socialists or something. I mean, hell, look what they did to Denny Hastert. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they buried his ass, didn't they? Oh, my God. Um, holy crap. Uh, for the, I, I, You know, for those of you, th this really should have been something we let Jennifer handle, but like I said, I gave her the week off. But for those of you that haven't been paying attention, the news broke earlier this week that Dennis Hastert, who I believe is the longest-serving Republican House Speaker in the history of the country. Um, and what state you from? He's from Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> the crookedest state in the USA. <laughs> the state that makes Texas, Jersey, and Florida look like honest and upright corporate or uh, uh, civic citizens. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, apparently he was uh, indicted by the FDI for paying, what was it, $2.3 million or $3.2 million or some god-awful amount three, of money. 3.5 sticks three, in my mind. $3.5 million. A lot of money, at any rate. Uh, and he paid it to some unnamed individual. And the FBI said he did it uh, to to keep uh, it was hush money, and and of course it's illegal to pay hush money to a to a blackmailer, and so he's been. But they didn't release anything. But now it's starting to come out. We don't know if this is one hundred percent true yet. I don't think it's been one hundred percent confirmed. But the prevalent theory right now <laughs> is that this champion of family values in middle America who saw us through the Patriot Act and George W. Bush and everybody. <laughs> Everybody else was when he was a school teacher, 
had an affair with one of the students at the school, um, and 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 it wasn't a girl student either. So you know, not that not that that makes it any better or worse for the rest of us, but it certainly ups the hypocrisy meter uh, quite a bit. <laughs> And not not to mention, it makes the image of him holding your gavel more than you want to think about. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I've never been particularly athletic. And back in high school, of all the sports I hated the most, wrestling was the was the was the worst sport ever. To have to get down there and basically hug some other guy with some dirty sweatpants, just you know, it was it was awful. And it always felt. I'm like, why would they make you do this as a student? And then to come to find out that Denny Hastert was the wrestling coach at his high school i mean it all falls into place and it gives a whole new meaning to the term full nelson (laughs) oh my god you know what i could be wrong maybe there have been chemtrails the whole time because this is all insane okay well i have to admit that uh because I didn't know that we would be actually doing a show this week, um, I'm not as prepared <clears throat> as I could be. So um, for our next topic, uh, we are... Um, well, if you're sucking one, let me throw you a bone. Please do. <laughs> the, kid, the kid said last night he listened to... Uh, My brother. ...the podcast during his break. Uh, and he said, of course, the one I got, there was no cabbage fast show. But he, and I said, well, what did you think of it? He says... You better anything else I hear on talk radio. Oh, that that's great. <laughs> oh, for him, that's high praise, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, you're better than anything else on talk radio. That's like saying, of all the things in the dump, you're the least stinkiest. <laughs> Actually, no, my brother knows three things. Well, he knows more than three things, but my brother knows three things very well. Talk radio, video games, and the South Sea bubble economic collapse in the 1700s. Um, and so, yes, I will take it. It's high praise. Speaking of Cabbage Patch, Jeff, I know that you were on duty this week in front of an appreciative audience. In between fishing trips. That's right, in between fishing trips, which is, you know, music and fishing, it's it's a hard knock life there. So what did you uh what did you what did you sing about this week? What do we got? Well in a way, uh I, I kinda thought long and hard about this because it's it's I mean it's no big deal, I realize that. But at the same time I like I I know people who live in Texas, they're great people. But at the same time, they're front runners, their governor and Chad. Those guys are like wackos. And I I didn't want to do this song because people were get, were dying, but at the same time, the message needs to get out. That's that's about all I got to say from the from the cafe. Not, not to pontificate. <laughs> not to pontificate. You better pontificate because that that's all we got is is it's endless pontification. Um, I mean, when we open up the paychecks that we don't get every week, um, that's what they're not for. They're they're for pontification or not pontificate. That's what we don't get paid for. Um, anyway, some weeks we do better than others, and we're funny. I'm just sitting but, here. And I'm trying to relax. You know what can I say? Nothing. In fact, you're doing a lot better than I am. I'm sort of sucking wind, ladies. 
and gentlemen, without further ado, we take you now to the Garfish Room at the Swamp Cabbage Cafe. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Cabbage Patch Cafe. Hurricane Sandy tore up the Jersey Shore. Asked the federal government to send aid. Losing everything makes one most afraid. Texas delegation voted to send no more. No atheist in a foxhole, I've heard it said. Government aid looks better when water covers land. Even though it's payback time is a theme now at hand. Love your neighbor as yourself, get it through your head. Volunteers shed blood to help down in Texas. We got to help each other while we pay our taxes. Don't think of it as a handout. It's help after flood. Socialism ain't so bad when your house is full of mud. He shouted, he, he shouted good this week. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to say he didn't. I, 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 you know, I'm not going to say anything. Of course, the sad truth is that as, as we record this, I haven't even heard it yet. <laughs> huh. Yet again, you know, not to take the mystery out of, uh, you know, podcast production for all of you that want to, you know, indulge in the magic, but it just barely arrived on my desk and I haven't had a chance to, oh, excuse me, I haven't had a chance to download it yet. So, um, you know, there we have it. But anyway, you know what I do know, though, wherever he is, Jim loved it. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I miss, I miss the hammer. I'm going to have to write a bad song about it next week. <laughs> I saw a picture today on the internet of the inside of a penguin's mouth. Ugh. Have you ever seen that? Yes. God, that was spooky. I know. It's like horrible. You know, they're sitting there all cute looking, and then they open their mouth, and it's like, I didn't even know penguins had teeth. Teeth, they got teeth everywhere. They are teeth. I, I know. They open up their mouth. They got teeth on their tongue. They got teeth on the roof of their mouth, teeth on the back of their throat, teeth, teeth all the way down to their stomach. <laughs> and, and I was just, I was just, uh, I used to, when I was going to computer school, I sat next to a guy who was, he was the, the penguin guru at uh, SeaWorld, but he was trying to get out of it because he didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> well, now we know why. <laughs> obnoxious. Obnoxious. I do have more respect for Jim now, throwing him on the grill up there in Tan- Canada. Well, I got a, you know, you remember I got attacked one time by a sea lion <laughs> in the living seas. Wow, I I don't know if I ever heard that story. Oh come on, come on! No, really, I don't. I don't think I don't remember this story. This would have been back at the Living Seas. Then this would have been back in the 1980s. My dad had a job. He was in the union and he was working construction out at Disney World. And he was part of the crew that built 
the attraction called the Living Seas at Epcot Center. Now it's just the seas. Yes, it was originally designed to be a highly scientific uh, exhibition, and and now it stars Nemo. (laughs) (laughs) Disney, but it still has a really great aquarium, lots of sharks, lots of fish, dolphins, you know. But but I have to admit, I'm old now and I don't remember a lot. But I don't honestly remember this story. Well, basically, I was like one of the last people left on the job site. We were just patching stuff up. They kept uh, the sea lions upstairs. They had three little cages and a little pool for them to swim in before they could go to the public. Well, sorry, Sorry, but I'm I'm still laughing about the idea of the sea lions being upstairs, like you know, like like their upper management or something. You know, they'll they'll take the elevator down to the pool in the morning. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go on. Well, I'm up here reflashing a light. I'm on like a small, you know, uh, ladder. I'm. Yeah. And there are three of them in there. There's a big giant male, and then a little male, and then a female. And the big male did not like being between the little male, you know, having the little female. Anyway, he kept backing up and banging into this big, you know, uh, chain link fence about four times. And finally, he burst out, and he's coming at me. Well, I took a plaster bucket and I stuck it over his head. And I'm screaming, hey, hey, you know, hoping one of the helpers would come in. And one of the girls comes in, one of the divers, and she's going, what happened? I said, he broke out. She's going, I said, what do I do? She's taking off his head and see if he didn't just go in the water. And I did. He did. End of story. I got my stuff. I love. Yeah. Scary as hell. Yeah. How do you even explain that to workman's comp anyway? <laughs> what happened to you? Oh, I got attacked by a sea lion at a construction site. Oh, it's mauled by a sea lion. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're lucky you're still here. Well, despite the slapdash, stick it together with glue and sawdust feel for today's show, I did actually take the time to prepare at least one thing for today's program. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the problem is, however, is that this would have been such a great story uh, for Jennifer Sargent to read from the newsroom. However, when I didn't think we were going to be doing a show this week, I gave her the week off. So it's, it's just us. Uh, and that's too bad because this would have been perfect material for her deadpan delivery. She does a great job. Yes, she does. But unfortunately, it's just us. Uh, the boy and his father stood on the burning deck whence all but they had fled. <laughs> um, and uh, so it's just me. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go into the newsroom now and, and I'll read the story for today. Actually, I don't really have to go into the newsroom i just i don't really have to do anything it's 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 all one tiny little cubicle oh i i I was envisioning you going to the dog the magic of radio good evening and welcome to the mwmb newsroom i'm walter concrete sitting in for jennifer Sargent. ABC News reported this week that Puerto Rican taxi driver Perez Cardona got to drive his taxi again last week. Not normally a newsworthy event, except that Cardona 
was dead. Family and friends went to a themed funeral for the 73-year-old driver in which he was dressed up and then propped up behind the wheel of his cab. It's not the first themed funeral that has made the news over the last few years. Last summer in New Orleans, May May Burbank got to have one last party after she died. At the family's request, the 53-year-old was propped up behind a table, given a can of bush beer, an ashtray, and a pack of menthol cigarettes, while a disco ball spun slowly overhead. And that's the way they went. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I couldn't believe it when I saw that story this week. I mean, this poor guy, they dress him up in his shirt and his tie, they prop him up in the front of his... And then one by one, his mourning family climbs into the back of the taxi. (laughs) (laughs) And has a few moments with with him before they bury him. You looking at me? Yeah. You're looking at me. Yeah, I can't figure out whether that is like the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen, or whether that is exactly the way I want to be planted. Unbelievable. But you know, and then this other lady from New Orleans. There's a picture of her too. I mean, first of all, just pictures of dead people are odd enough, but she is literally propped up at a card table <laughs> with a can of beer, an ashtray, and they put a burning cigarette in her fingers. <laughs> party's going to end soon because May May is not going to start smelling very good after a while. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so to the families of Perez Cordona and May May Burbank for throwing taste and convention out of the window and opting for what may be the most unusual funeral ceremonies since Tupac Secure's buddies reportedly rolled up his ashes into a joint and smoked them. We here at MWMB. Salute you! <laughs> My God, we've, we've gotten to the end of another one. Cabbage Patch Jeff, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for, uh, you know, giving up your Saturday afternoon to record the show with me and uh, help make sure that there is a show where there was no show before. I really enjoyed having you here again. Anytime, anytime. You know, Especially when you're found on Texas and Jim. Yeah, no kidding. And speaking of Jim, <clears throat> um, normally we'd we'd go out with our regular theme music, you know, boom chicka boom chicka boom chicka boom chicka. Yeah. But this week, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of weeks ago, we brought a story to the listening public, twelve of them, uh, about a sign uh, that was put under the ocean in Sweden. I thought we'd recap that because one of the bits that got cut, uh, Jim and I did a little song for that. So if you don't mind we'll dispense with the usual theme music exit and uh and finish our show by bringing you that little piece of stuff from the cutting room floor of course well all right then that's what we shall do uh we'll see you all next week i hope and cabbage patch jeff will bring us something brand spranking new from the swamp cabbage cafe until then we'll see you next time y'all be good I have no idea where this is taking us. It's going to take us into the waters of Finland and Sweden. 
According to reports in the Washington Post and elsewhere, Finland and Sweden have noticed an increase in the numbers of Russian military incursions on their borders. The two Scandinavian countries, neither of which belongs to NATO, have reported increased activity either by Russian submarines or Russian aircraft or both. The Finns have reported that their research ships have been driven from international waters, while last fall the Swedes suspected the presence of a Russian submarine in their home waters. The growing tension is inspiring Cold War memories in many and has led some to call for increased military budgets. One Swedish group, however, says it has hit upon a nonviolent way to deter Russian subs from spending time in Swedish waters. Capitalizing on the virulent anti-homosexual stance of the Putin government, the Swedish Peace and Arbitration Society has lowered a neon sign into waters where suspected naval activity has taken place. Featuring a dancing, topless male sailor, the sign continuously broadcasts in Morse code, inviting the Russians to come ashore with the words, This way, if you are gay. <laughs> they lowered a neon sign. <laughs> they lowered this. You can find pictures of this. Do on, they know that submarines don't have windows? <laughs> I think it's the Morse code they're counting on. Just, you know, I, I think it's the Morse code and maybe the, the thumping rhythmic dance track in the background. A little bit of disco. <laughs> When you're serving Putin underwater scooting in a Kremlin submarine. When you're being pushy, scaring all the neighbors and generally just being mean. Spying on the Swedish, making you feel squeamish, sneaking all around the bay. So it seems about time when you find the big sign Come this way if you are gay In the Navy Oh, you can sail the seven seas In the Navy Oh, you can dress just as you please In the Navy Oh, you can skip or just hold hands In the Navy In the Navy and, and here's, there's Boris, you know, behind the periscope. I want to be the construction worker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember there was a submarine captain in the village people, but there is now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, though, Putin would have to, Putin would shit a brick. Um, <laughs> he hates gay people so much. <laughs> I want to be the Indian chief. Putin's at home going, Oh, shut up, you mouth. <laughs> I was just thinking of Sean Connery, you know, in Red October, <laughs> coming around the corner. My friends, today we sail into history. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, <laughs> that does not go well with nuclear missiles either. <laughs> yeah. In the Navy. Oh, you can sail the seven seas in the Navy. Oh, you can dress just as you please in the Navy. Oh, you can skip or just hold hands in the Navy. In the Navy. We want you. We want you. We want you, you Russian brute. We want you. We want you. We want you, the Russian Featuring a dancing, topless male sailor, the sign continuously broadcasts in Morse code, inviting the Russians to come ashore with the words, This way, if you are gay. <laughs> you can't do it straight. <laughs> you know what's, what's doing?
this to me is the words dancing and topless. It's like, I don't even have to get to the this way if you are gay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to black out because my brain can't handle the cognitive dissonance. <laughs> Oh, you can sell some oh, I am a professional, people. You can dress All right. <laughs> Alex Jeffries, you're making me cry. Why do you pick these stories? Okay. This is the world in which we live. <laughs> I just have to get through a sentence. It's just, it's one sentence. Okay. 